0: Hey TRB fans, the base is going to open in just a minute, but I wanted to let you know that this episode is presented by Star Wars Card Trader by Tops digital collectibles app. Collect and trade digital collectibles including exclusive Mandalorian episodic content, Download the app and relive every moment from the new Disney Plus series, as well as the entire Star Wars saga, including upcoming Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, on your quest to collect your favorite heroes, villains, weapons, spacecrafts, and more. Star Wars Card Trader will be relaunching later this week with a fresh brand new design which will include a new user experience, new features like Workbench, which is a collectible trade-in function, revamped trading flow, and much more. Users can also expect brand new sets including an upcoming Kylo Ren inspired set aptly titled I'll Show You the Dark Side. Download Star Wars Card Trader for free in the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. If you're watching this or listening, you are part of the Resistance. The base is open. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. How are you guys? We hope you're enjoying your Monday or whenever you're listening or watching this. Um, we have a great show for you today. This is our new show. We have a lot of different things to talk about from the Rise of Skywalker stuff. We're about, I don't know, four or so weeks away. It's getting close. Um, and we're going to talk about some stuff regarding Kenobi, the Kenobi series the writer has spoken. So we're going to dive into that. And also, uh, we're going to put up a little section towards the end of the Resistance Report about Mando. Some spoilers, but don't worry, we'll warn you if you haven't seen it yet, don't worry about that. And of course, your tweets and a lot of good stuff after that. James and Lacey, as always, are with me. Guys, um, We, you know, we've been doing the mando fan show we've been like all systems go like we had the the week where we recorded 5 days a week with the commentaries are are you guys uh how you guys feeling you guys feeling uh, energized on this monday to to still podcast and talk about this whole galaxy far far away or what how you feeling um
1: i'm feeling really good i'm not entirely sure if i'm in the resistant or resistance or not cuz i'm not listening or watching this so I thought those were the two options you gave, but, uh, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, if you're listening or watching, you're part of the resistance. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing any. Yeah, one of these Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, 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 yeah, we if did. If you're like editing this, you things. are part of the resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you're talking in the next five minutes, you are part of the resistance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, the fact that we did like five things, like it's crazy. We recorded, uh, you know, two episodes for the show. We recorded two episodes of Mando fan show, and we also did a commentary, which, uh, is not, it doesn't look like we're doing that, but that will come, but it all happened in the span of like us doing like all this crazy stuff. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's wild. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the Mando fan show. I just, I wish there was a way that we could like, (laughs) you know, talk about episodes after they've processed Uh, more too you know what i mean it's kind of sometimes you're like oh i didn't even mention you know Mm -hmm. but yeah
2: yeah what i'm tired that's that's where i am i'm tired monday morning but yeah i'm never good on mondays as it is but i'm definitely tired because in addition to all the stuff we did i did stuff with other people so i (laughs) i
0: Oh, I, I've Whoa. done a, a lot
2: of, no, a lot of different projects, but <laughs> the way I see it is the next two months are kind of like the marathon, like towards the finish line. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've been saying it a lot, but I, I mean it when I say like, no sleep till the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, let's do this.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a new Beastie Boys song. No sleep till the rise of Skywalker. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, so guys, Mando fan show, um, it's been fun. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys who are uh, checking us out here on TRB haven't yet. Go check out our show, Mando Fan Show, all about The Mandalorian, of course. Uh, we have an episode dedicated to every chapter of The Mandalorian. So uh, we have two under our belts now. And as you saw, we finally had a guest. We had Jen Marie from Mannequin and his Angel blog uh, this past weekend. Um, but how are you guys feeling about The Mando Fan Show? I think it's, uh, it's a good time. A little different.
2: I love it. I think it's cool to not talk about the Skywalker saga. And it's so weird to have a show about a star Wars TV show. Yeah. I'm not pumped about the timing of the, like the episodes going up. Cause I am not a morning person, but if there's any, ever a time to become one, it is right now.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've been de- dealing with that with uh, rebels and resistance for a long time, because if you buy them through iTunes, they air on Sunday night, but then they are available to watch at 3 a.m. Ugh! Sure, the next day. So I usually mm-hmm. get up Monday mornings and watch those shows.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's for me. It's like, all right, so 3 a.m. because you know we're all three of us are East Coast U.S. 3 a.m. Our time is when the Mandalorian episodes are going to be rolling out. I guess. It'll just be like if my son wakes up in the middle of the night, like that'll be my time. I'll just be like, you know what? (laughs) It's Mando time. Let me make sure he's good. But yeah, put the binky back in his mouth, put him back to sleep, and then head right to the Roku and fire up Mando. But um, no, it's, uh, I'm enjoying the Mando fan show. It's starting to get its uh, legs, and I feel like we're going to be done with it before uh, just as we're getting started. But of course, there's a season two coming, and we'll probably dabble into shows for you know Kenobi and the other series that that are coming out too. But um, yeah, we've been. I got to say this though, with the amount of you know Star Wars podcasts out there, and I feel like there's a new one every day popping up and stuff. Like I'm really proud to say that you know two episodes every week, and we haven't taken a break in over a year and a half, um, you know, and, you know, testament to, to you guys. And if someone is sick, like the other two pick up the slack or someone's out of town, the other two step in, but we haven't taken a break. And I'm really proud about that. So um, not to toot our own horns, but it's been a grind And these next, you know, four or five weeks or so are going to be really the gauntlet. Uh, but our, our, the three of us, our celebration is that we're going to be getting together to watch episode nine at the world-famous AMC Theaters in Danbury, Connecticut.
2: <laughs> the world-famous.
0: <laughs> and and J- and James' cherry on his pie is going to be throwing a pie in our faces. Uh, so. I still,
2: it's like unreal that I have to do that because we've been yeah. talking about it so long, so it doesn't seem real to me until well, that very real. pie is going to be in <laughs> my face. All I ask is that you don't break my nose or like give me two yeah. black eyes. Like you don't forcibly right. mash it into my face, but you can like kind so don't of- have fun what
1: So don't, yes, have, so fun, so don't have fun
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't want black eyes or a broken nose <laughs> or yeah. blood running down my face with like mixed right. in with whipped cream so we could just you right. know have fun but like not a cherry pie forcible fun
0: <laughs> is true. this um uh, or is this going to be just on page, uh, patreon or are we going public with these or what
2: no we made these bets public these bets okay. were made on episodes.
0: Now we have to do it uh, in slow-mo, right? We have to do oh a slow-mo God. version.
2: The slow-mo is going to be me being like...
0: We need two cameras. So we're going to have to have like a a, a, a a standby person like filming. Um, Not necessarily. I
1: mean, if you film it at a specific frame rate, you can just drop frames and it will still play in 24 frames James, a
0: James is clearly ready for this. <laughs>
2: James already has well, no, his tripods.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. All right. but I,
1: I, I do think it would be smart though, because I mean, it, just an iPhone will f- film like two hundred and forty right. frames a
0: second. You know, so I good. pie in the face is always funnier with slow mo, and then yeah. we could put like one of those classical music things in the background. Like, dun, we dun, actually dun, dun, did dun.
1: a a uh, a charity thing for work called Pie in the Face, and I had to film it, and I did the. Dun, 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 oh, you did that. Dun, that's dude. what he just dun, said. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, that wasn't the song he sang, was it? Yes. Yeah. It was. I thought he just did like a. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. you just that did it, it so poorly. I couldn't tell. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs>
2: beanie. The devil beanie wears beanies. Is, uh, yeah. Feisty tonight. <laughs> the devil wears
0: beanies. All right. Um, speaking of James Beanie, um, if you're on audio, James is wearing a beanie, so we're calling him James Beanie. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, James, resistance reports. We have quite the potpourri of stuff to tackle here. So let's get McClunky. Let's fire this thing up.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> it's the resistance. <laughs>
0: McClunky
1: <laughs> Yeah. We need to just add that to the end of like uh, after Han goes, it's the resistance. <laughs> like it's like, just a random McClunky uh,
0: Or or James, what if you edit in Beckett saying McClunkey right before Han shoots him? Oh yeah. There's one yeah. thing you're forgetting. McClunkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, couple a uh, couple stories we got this week. Um so Daisy Whitley has been a little bit of that press tour um, thing. And she said a couple of things that were really interesting when it comes to uh, getting to talk to George Lucas and JJ specifically about the force. And um, she's doing this character in the movie, dark Ray. Um, well, I mean, we don't know exactly what it is, but she had some things to say about dark Ray. Um, I, I, th- I just think uh, this, this story in general is focused on, you know, how daisy ridley thinks of the force right um john do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about some of these comments because i'm I'm just going to throw it out there i think does this not prove that you were wrong on that will of the force like dark ray has to have lines right
0: i don't know um because she was kind of um vague i think is a fair way to say that i think she is also very good at dancing around things and trying to feed you things. And then all of a sudden you turn around and realize, well, she didn't really tell me much at all that I didn't already know. Um, But she used profanity, which was interesting. She's a, she's a spicy one Um, dropping F bombs and stuff, but she said she had an amazing time. She had fun doing it, which was kind of cool. But um, I, I liked uh, uh, her parts talking about the four words that she used to describe uh, the movie. But in terms of um, dark Ray itself, Um, I don't like it. I I, I said this last week on the podcast, but I like hearing her say she had fun doing it because it was different. And, you know, you hear people like um, even like pro wrestlers, they like being bad guys better because you get to let out all your frustrations and stuff and you're playing a character and you have fun like being evil. I could see maybe being a bad guy is more fun than being the good guy sometimes because we're all trying to be the good guys in real life. So... I I understood where she was coming from with that, but none of this to me says it's going to be that big of a thing. So I I really can't put too much into it. So that's why I'm focusing on uh, her enjoyment having done it, I guess. Uh, but you know, maybe you guys have different takes on that.
1: Lacey, she said, "sad" at one point. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: Well, the four words that John was talking about was dark, scary, sad, and joyful, which have been all over social media. People have been harping on these words really Yeah, one crazily. of those
1: words uh, comes before boy and Kylo. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> As he takes a drink of his soda. Like Kermit um, the Frog? So... These four words to me, like, my anxiety is high, because there's so many ways that this could go. Um, the sad is not okay with me, because that means someone's dying. That's what sad means to me. Uh, ho- joyful, to me, means happy ending. Hopefully. I would really like that. It's satisfying. Um, but I really liked how she talked about, like John said, her being a, a bad guy was fun, because every actor says that, that they prefer to be a bad guy than a good guy. You just have more fun with the role. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also she discussed the struggles that her character faces. And she said when the idea was pitched to her, she was all for it because it shows two sides to her. And, you know, George Lucas Mm -hmm. is always talking about how, you know, Star Wars and the idea of the force is like everybody, every single day has the decision to do good things or bad things and it's what you decide to do, which ultimately makes you the hero or the villain. Here's an, a good example of, obviously, raise our hero, but Daisy saying that it was fun to kind of explore both sides. Does that mean she's going to get li- uh, lines? I don't know. But I think it does. I think that's clearly saying she's going to have lines because they wouldn't have pitched this idea to her without anything coming out of her mouth, I think. Getting
1: to explore the dark uh, aspect of her character... Does not mean she's standing there in a and in just a mirror,
2: right, with eyeliner on, yeah. gl-
1: get glaring at her good self. Yeah. yeah,
2: I have to say though, I'm very surprised, and I feel like this is a recent thing as of the past year. I'm all for swearing, like off the podcast, I have a trucker mouth, but I'm surprised how many actors and directors and writers and people in the professional industry are dropping f bombs in these interviews. Because oftentimes I don't know if they normally do and they would just edit them out. But I feel like more often, specifically with this cast, they've been doing it more often.
0: I think it's the outlet. Like I think mm. a Rolling Stone and stuff merits that type of thing more sure. than than an A B C news interview would. So I was I think just it surprised. Comes, yeah, yeah. I think it comes down to the outlet. And I think this was um radar games via Total Film. So I think they're more sure, of a yes. like lenient loosey goosey type of type of vibe Mm -hmm. Um, because
2: jj does too which we'll get to
0: yeah yeah true uh anything else to add to that either one (laughs) of
2: you guys
0: (laughs) well do you want to talk about the jj part or do you want to like james what's your take on the dark ray deal i know you think she has lines and stuff but
1: i mean i think i said it when i think that was like one of the big takeaways to me was um that she she mentioned you know exploring the dark character and I thought that to me seems that it's more significant than like Luke goes into the cave and he sees Vader. You know what I mean? Right. That, that whole thing is like, um, I don't know, like a, a character shows up and they're supposed to just be ominous and they've got a couple like lightsaber hits or whatever. And then they're, they're going to put this thing together and that's it. There was nothing to it. Um, but it, it makes me think that she actually is going to have some sort of conversation or or confrontation to a bigger degree than like three slow motion clashes. Right. There's,
0: there's just one part there that makes me I'm not sure unless just this is her wording, but her saying with the dark ray stuff, who knows what's happening there? Um, I think,
1: but, I, yeah, I think that's just she knows. They JJ knows.
2: She also didn't call her dark ray. Like we
1: filmed it, but we I don't even know if that'll make the cut or something. She
0: she said the the dark ray stuff. She did say that.
2: She didn't use dark ray though. They inserted dark ray.
0: No, another uh the
1: EW artlet outlet I think uh inserted Darth. But it was there was no um she didn't actually say anything. Then in another article, she did say the words dark Ray.
0: Yeah. Oh, she did. There's a quote. There's a quote here where she does say it. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure really this. uh, I I don't like it. I I know (laughs) she's not ending. Like I said, she's not ending dark. So whatever this is, we already know it's not something that's going to last. So it's not going to have as big of an impact in my opinion. Right. Like Ray's not ending. We're not ending this movie with Ray on the dark side. So to me, this is, they should have saved it maybe so that when they showed it to us, we're like shocked. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, okay, like how long is that going to last? And when does, when is, when, when do I get good Ray back? Like, right. That's why to me, this is going to fall flat. Hmm. Could be. Yeah. Um,
1: let's talk Kenobi. Um, so we have the writer of, what about JJ? The JJ stuff.
0: It's brief, but it's there.
2: I just love that. He said to George Lucas that, George was all about the midichlorians. He was like, he loves those midichlorians. And I was like, ugh. Um, yeah. But then the I idea- I that was
1: Daisy Ridley that said that.
2: No, JJ said that about no, sitting down JJ. with George. So then yeah. George had, this was obviously prior, like their pre-production. And they even said, like, we emphasize, or I think you did, John, that you emphasized that it was pre-production. Yes. Not during, because as you know, we hear all these rumors, like on your rumor review, that George is rewriting nine and shooting test screenings and all this other stuff. So anyway.
1: Right, right. But
2: the idea of sitting down with someone that changed your life the way that George changed JJ's life, that's what stood out to me. Because imagine sitting across from the person that basically made you who you are, that inspired you to go into film, that made you want to be a director, that- from the age eight, you were like, I am destined to do this. This is the guy that made you make that decision. That's insane. Right.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you the, the Just like, you know, I said it in the article, like the fact that no matter what they talked about, whether he was in, just about life, like say they sure. talked about their kids. The fact that JJ's met with George Lucas, who people have been thinking has been so like checked out on this stuff, and then you right. start seeing photos of him more and more showing up on the Mandalorian set, laughing, having a good time, sure. in candid shots. Um, he's not as uh, curmudgeon as as they're painting it out to be. He may not, he may be a little jealous that uh, Star Wars still had success beyond him, and that's a human thing. I, I mean, think I would feel that way too because right. um, if I left TRB, I'd want it to burn to the ground, of course. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, but, that's nice. Um, so did Palpatine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, just, just a meeting with George pre-production just um, brings this whole thing full circle to me because uh, J.J. grew up and George Lucas is the reason why he got into movies and, you know, like I said, they could have just talked on a human level and maybe J.J. took something from that uh, to... to as like a blessing, like you can finish this story type of thing. So all in all, even regardless of what they talked about, Nature of the Force, which they did, he jokes about the midichlorians thing, which we know were in George Lucas's treatments for this trilogy, <laughs> um, which hopefully we get Rinsler back on and probably a little more information out of him. But yeah, maybe. Um, either way, it, it's just a feel-good thing to me that George Lucas has had these conversations, uh, regardless of what level it was at.
2: right.
1: I thought Daisy Ridley did that, <laughs> so I got nothing to add to this. I literally like as you guys are talking about it. I'm rereading all this stuff and picturing JJ sitting at the table. I'm like, oh, I didn't pick up on this at all.
2: James like, is I like, I never thought, it about, it like saying,
0: uh,
2: I never thought about it like that because that that. he had on me <laughs> when <laughs> I was
1: ten years old, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess, I guess to, to add to that just a little bit, yeah, I, I think it's a little more interesting now knowing that it was JJ who was having the conversation about Midi Chlorians rather than, than Ray. I just thought that would just be like, Ray would be like, oh man, this is all cool, but it doesn't matter. When George is having that conversation with JJ, it does matter. You know right, I mean? right. Mm-hmm. I, I think he actually has a little bit more reason to like listen to that because he has control over the bigger picture of what's going to happen and stuff. So, right. Um, yeah, it definitely kind of changes that. So I'll have to reread that from the perspective of JJ uh, Abrams. <laughs> but let's talk about the uh, Kenobi stuff real quick because. Um, JJ Abrams is the only one sitting around doing interviews talking about his, uh, projects. We also have, uh, and this name Hussein Amini, is that yes. which we we're going with? Yeah. Yeah. For the, uh, name of the, um, uh, writer of Kenobi. Um, he was doing, uh, an interview with discussing film and, uh, just had a lot to say about, uh, you know, why it was good that, uh, they were moving away from the, uh, film, uh, two hour length and how they went into to spreading it out. John, you have a lot to say about that, I am sure, because you were the one that kind of broke that news to begin with. So, um, John, let's talk, let's talk about the the guy who is writing Kenobi.
0: Um. So yeah, the biggest thing about this is we have to remember, you know, based on what where I got the information from when we broke the news that they were making this into a series was that they took the script for the movie. And reworked it, um, and then he he was brought on for the reworking process. So he was hired around June 2018, kind of when the decision was made after what happened with the solo box office and the original idea to make the, uh, the Kenobi movie. Um, so there was a chunk. There was a, the story existed. So he he's not you know he didn't have a blank piece of paper. It was like I'm gonna write Kenobi. So that needs to be understood but he needs to in these interviews approach it as though nope this is uh this was all a plan you know it wasn't uh reactionary like we had this it we realized it would be better as a series it's like no no it was supposed to be a movie but because of the financial stuff that happened it got changed into a series but you have to play ball and you have to you have to be the good pr soldier so i get that Um, so then from there, like a lot of his answers there, they don't break a lot of ground for me, but, uh, I do like the fact that they talk about how he was brought in. He was contacted by the original director, Stephen Daldry, who was going to do the movie. Um, and now obviously Deborah Chow is doing the series. So I don't know if they're working together collaborating uh, and how they're transitioning it. But he said, you know, he chatted with him and loved him as a director and stuff. And how he's always been a Star Wars fan and all that sort of stuff and how it didn't feel like an audition. He was almost picked to do it. So I don't know if it's one of those things where he was brought in because there were certain politics and he knew somebody. I I need to do more digging to find out because I'm always curious about production stuff. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear what you guys think first. Maybe we could bop bop back and forth on our thoughts about this.
1: I don't have a whole lot. I'd like to hear what Lacey had to think just because my general look on this was just that there wasn't a whole lot there saying, you know, like, oh, it's better because we have more time to expand on the, you know, stuff it's like yeah, that's what everybody says like would you rather do a movie or a tv show they're like uh oh, do the tv show because there's more time to let everything you know kind of stew right. i guess so sure um Lacey, What? anything in this pop out to you
2: um well going off of what john said he did he when they asked him how involved he was in this this project, he said, I've been involved on and off for two years, which to me was a weird way to say that. Like you could say, oh, we've been talking for about two years. But the way that he said on and off, I was like, so were you in? And then you weren't in and then you're in again. Um, And then I away from that, really enjoyed him actually getting into the production and the story of what the sh- where the show's going to go. So you have them starting shooting in July, which is exciting in itself. But then the show takes place 11 years prior to A New Hope. So the big question was, like, where in that time frame does it take place? Um, so we're not getting, like, full Alec Guinness gray guy. We're getting a little <laughs> bit earlier than that. But um, the thing that really stuck out to me was him talking about where – Kenobi is in a mindset, which I find interesting. If you think about it, he's lost everything that he's had from the Jedi to friends to everything. Even his belief system has been rocked. So the idea that you're picking up a character that everyone loves at that low point in their life is only going to be that much more interesting. Um, And he put it perfect by saying, like, when you have a movie where everything's going great and the person's, like, perfectly fine, there's nothing of interest, or there's no conflict. Whereas at this point, Kenobi is nothing but conflict. He's alone by himself on a planet, watching over a kid of his best friend brother that he had to basically kill, and then he's, like, all his friends are gone, no one's talking to him, and everything that he's given his life to, which is the Jedi Order, is gone. So, like, how do you come back from that, first of all? I, like... Wake up late on a Monday and my whole week is thrown off. So I can't imagine being right. Kenobi where you literally lose everything. So that to me was super interesting. Um, and knowing that he was speaking about Kenobi in this way it makes me really optimistic that he's really going to get the character.
0: Yeah.
1: Did did the did the term spans stick out to anybody? He says it spans the period between episode three and episode four. Not like it takes place between three and four. It seems like spans is a little bit more like they could do three episodes at at like kind of earlier and then another one. Oh,
2: and then later. So like Avengers, like five years later, type thing.
1: But I think the quote is they they've. Did they not definitively drop the like, it's eight years thing? No,
0: it is. That's when they're supposed to be taking place. He's supposed to be taking place um, to just to appropriate his age, uh, Ewan McGregor, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And they want to be far enough from. Um, my new hope to be able to differentiate between the actors and sort of thing. That's why they didn't have solo walking right into the cantina, you know, at the end of solo. And also they got to make solo Two happen, of course. But, um, yeah, (laughs) like in in the article I wrote, the quote can be spun as though he's divulging. This series will span the course of a few years, but we're not ready to make that assumption. Um, because he does, he does allude to that. It could be, you know, one year later, and then Obi Wan's doing something else. It's possible they do that, and maybe they want to leave the door open to make a second season. I I don't know, but um, th- my whole thing with this guy is, he you know, he mentioned the story group and how they're a safety net. It sounds like he's a Star Wars fan, but not like a diehard fan, based on mm-hmm. his language. It reminds me of um, yeah, like DJ Older when he was talking about it in that right. way. Um, and it just, sound, you know, I'm not trying to discredit him in any way, but it sounds like he was just brought in to really retool a movie script and stretch it out and, and make it work in an episodic way. Uh, he didn't need to create as much as it is restructure. Um, and the original writers, I guarantee when you see the credits for the Kenobi series, whenever that is, you'll see multiple names on there in addition to his. And it will be the original people who wrote the script for the movie. Right. Yep.
2: Well, uh,
1: we're all excited for Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, John, you've just made me (laughs) think though that uh, there's it's very unlikely that we would get a second season. Yeah, it's kind. I don't think it needs the the mini series thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Lacey. The more Obi Wan, the better.
2: I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm for it if it makes sense. I don't want them to drag it yeah. out to the point that we're like, okay, enough. Like this should have ended two seasons ago.
1: Like, well, and, like and, Vampire
2: Diaries.
0: Yeah, just like that. Totally.
2: Someone out there just said, "Yep."
0: <laughs> someone. <laughs>
2: yeah, someone
0: did. Someone.
2: Uh, or or if Arrow. Arrow should have ended multiple seasons sure. ago.
0: Arrow or, or or, or should have never started. Or or the or the McClunky chron- Chronicles that okay. was a short-lived. Just. Um, Uh, six, six episodes, 40 minutes each would be 240 minutes. That's two, that's four hours of Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: yeah, I didn't want to get into that specifically, but yeah, just the, I think they might treat it a little bit more like a limited edition mini series, like this special TV
0: event or something. It's not like
1: a first season of a show.
0: It's unlike unlike uh, Mando, it's one director. So right. they're probably just saying like, this is one thing, we're doing the one director so it has the one vision. So that's even another thing pointing to it's probably only going to be the one uh, miniseries. So, but hey, we we could have gotten no more of and as Kenobi and we are, so we have to embrace that.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yep. Um, so there is some stuff uh, that we wanted to talk about um, that kind of does talk a little bit about the Mandalorian and some of these stories, because the Mandalorians, you know, first couple episodes are out. The, it means people are talking about them in the news and and discovering new things about those shows. So if you have not watched The Mandalorian from this point on, in not on, but you know, we're going to go to the Scoundrels Rundown later. But the next two stories that we're going to cover kind of address things that happen in the Mandalorian show. So if you have not watched them, you might want to skip ahead and uh, we'll try to, do, we'll help you out um, in the description or, you know, other things to, to get you to that point. But um, just be warned if you're uh, trying to avoid all Mandalorian stuff, Pedro uh, Pascal was uh, Pascal Pascal <laughs> was talking uh, this week with uh, screen slam. And he kind of did something that nobody expected. Do you guys remember back when we were talking about the Sith troopers? We're like, yeah, they're red, and they're they're, they're troopers, and they're <laughs> um, they're all named Ezra Bridger. You know, like they yeah. they try to like <laughs> like we were like joking like they drop like this little bit of information that everybody's like, Hold, wait, what? Uh, excuse me, go back. What was that? Hold mm-hmm. on. He said the name of his character in an interview. Which has been Whoops. something we've we're like <laughs> we've been kicking around forever like are they gonna reveal this guy's name what do they call him and stuff and he just casually drops it like it's no big deal right um Pedro refers to his character as din Jaren, so that's his name I guess um, <laughs> we don't know how to spell it he just said it in the video interview so uh Lacey what are you thinking about this uh is Pedro making mistakes or was he told like a um uh, what's, what's it called? Like a embargo? Like it's like, hey, after that after this happens, after this date, yeah, call, you can tell people your name.
2: No, I think he made a mistake because I think he tries to catch himself a little bit after the fact, but It's just one of those things, like, when you're excited about something, you forget the details of, like, oh, I shouldn't mention this. And when you're talking about Mm -hmm. your character, it just comes out. It's like when, you know, I talk about the podcast, I'm always like, oh, yeah, James and John. It's like not mentioning them when talking about the podcast. It's like one of those things that just happens. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a big story in the sense that we have a name, but other than that, I would just be like, okay, he made a mistake. Like, he didn't give anything away to me. Like, the name doesn't, it's not a big Mm. detail to me, I guess.
1: Hmm. Especially since it doesn't seem to connect.
2: Right. If he said, like, like blah, like, blah, blah, Skywalker, I'd be like, oh, Steve. Yeah, snap. Dean
1: Palpatine. Yeah. yeah or something. <laughs>
2: but this is like, okay. Steve
0: Palpatine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, John, what what did you think of this? Because I, I think I actually have a different take than Lacey. Let's, uh. What, what so, you
0: before we recorded... James like sometimes likes to like check in with the stories and be like so let's just to clarify this 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 and he's like is it pronounced Din Jaren? I'm like yeah Din Jaren. So I just I just watched it again he says Din Jaren so that's my fault. Oh yeah. You're, yeah Din Jaren so my bad. Um cuz I know if we kept saying Jaren people in the comments would be like phonetically spelling or showing a picture of a jar and something saying in. Yeah. Yeah. I tried Um, to
1: write J E I R I N, which again, we don't have the spelling, but I tried to spell it Jarin as opposed to Jarin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I looked up, like, like sometimes, like, Lucasfilm likes to be cute and, like, reference Legends stuff or, like, do callbacks to, like, give nods to fans. And the word, the name Din and the name Jarn had been used previously in other... separate Separately, but in other old Legends things or old uh, canon things, uh, small bits. So I, I went D-I-N-J-A-R-O-N. It'll probably be something completely different. I just think this is cool because they're so darn secret about everything uh the lids always on sealed and for him to just be like so the mandalorian um his name is din Djarin by the way um he's uh, <laughs> and the interviewer probably like what I don't, <laughs> how, what, do we stop? Do we, you know, like, because it's Star Wars. They're probably like, you can't ask him this, you can't ask him that, and Pascal just like, yeah, you know, his name is uh, Dinjarin, and so I, I like, I just like that part of it. It's, it's, it's fresh to me, and uh, let's take the lid off a little bit. So I, I, I just, I like that. There's not, like Lacey said, there's not much else to it, just because it's Star Wars. If it was Marvel, and you're like, my character's name is this, he'd be like, what else? Like, what's your power? <laughs> What do you do? (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Do you guys think if we aged up Pedro Pascal, let's call it 25 years, he would kind of look a little bit like DJ? From The Last Jedi? I'm not
0: going to say maybe. I know you want me to.
2: (laughs) I'm going to say no. They don't look anything alike. Yeah, I don't think so. No. No.
1: Nah. You don't think mm. you could pull that off? DJ's a nah. terrible
2: character. I, it's DJ. I DJ is deny the Mandalorian. That. Nope. Denied.
1: <laughs> All right. Um no, Lacey said she thinks this was a a complete slip and I I'm uncertain. And the reason I'm uncertain is because at this point <clears> in time <throat> when the interview was going to air, so he recorded this beforehand, but when the interview aired, there was a fan uh like a live Q&A thing they did where privately they showed a group of audience multiple episodes of the show. So I think there's a chance that Lucasfilm said at this point the name will likely have been shared but it wasn't, I don't know.
2: No, so I, I think this I'm, was an I, accident and it would really? because it was a smaller smaller in the sense of like not Vanity Fair. Lucasfilm didn't have the ability to be like, yeah, don't use that because they weren't paying attention as much.
0: Or this, like a lot of these interviews, if you see interviews with Carl Weathers that are coming out, Mm -hmm. he has his beard is black. um, Like when he was filming and now you see him at the premiere and he's got his white beard and stuff. These are old. These are recorded a long time ago, right? It's possible this was was during production and he was just like, yeah, this is my character's name. And, and like, and they were they were given the okay this site on this date you can release this interview. maybe forgot about it. yes, maybe maybe his name's different now. maybe it's something oh, my a little God, different. could you like, imagine? yeah, so I mean, we don't know, but the fact that uh he said it, I think they gave him clearance to do that or else they would have uh had this well, video deleted or taken down or, or like so I think they gave him the I, okay. I think it's very likely
1: that it also too could uh be part of the show. In the sense that, you know, we have the scene in the first episode with like, hey, has your signet been revealed? No, not yet. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like, if your signet or your signature is your name, then maybe that's kind of more he, revealing like, or something. He's walking know. down that
0: hallway at the Mandalorian, like hangout, and people are like, yo, what up Din? <laughs> he's like, what up?
1: <laughs> what up, Din? Yo, Jaren. I'm still going with DJ. Hey. What up? Ugh. Mandalorian is the is DJ no. maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, John Favreau was doing an interview, and now that it was out, he was able to talk a little bit about more about what he says with with a quote as the being. So everybody is calling this different names. The most common name heard on the internet is Baby Yoda, right? Um, but uh, it was interesting to read some comments on. John Favreau's point of view is the you know how important this character is and and kind of developing him and, and things like that. So, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one um, because you are a defender of the baby boy.
2: The baby boy. What? How, how does
1: it go? Like the green, green baby, baby, baby boy.
2: He's mm-hmm. not Yoda, so I would appreciate it if people stop calling him Baby Yoda. He's not Yoda. He could stop. be a
0: clone of Yoda. Well, he could be if. If people watch the Mando fan show, they will know that we have coined him Tiny, which stands for what, Lacey?
2: This is not Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that is not Yoda. And I some people in the comments sweet, have been calling him Tiny.
2: Baby, six pounds, eight ounce, green boy, baby Yoda.
1: Sweet baby Yoda.
2: Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the important thing for me is that they called him an important character because after episode or chapter one, I was very nervous. I was like, there's no way he's going to turn this sweet baby in. And I think if they're calling him an important character, that means he's there to stay for the series Mm -hmm. to me, at least, or a majority of the episodes. Um, And then the other thing that stuck out to me was, and we live in this world every day, uh, leaks and spoilers and it didn't leak on set and John Favreau was saying how crazy it was that it didn't which is similar to what we heard from JJ at celebration of he was amazed palpatine didn't leak um so it's just funny to mm-hmm. hear these like you know big names like John Favreau being like i'm surprised it didn't leak and like how star wars fans are with toy magazines and photography and these books and all these other stuff and like the people on set were so Into keeping it a secret that he enjoyed watching everyone's reaction of the surprise. And I honestly loved it being a surprise, which is rare for me. Because as you guys know, I love spoilers and leaks and stuff like that. But for once, I experienced this for what it should be. And I screamed at like 5 a.m. in my house. So Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. And I'm glad it didn't leak. Although, James, you said it did leak. But
1: it did leak. But
2: majority about
1: this majority of people didn't know it and yeah. what's what else is funny about this is the, the number one that i knew about it and you didn't <laughs>
0: right. but, that, i got i got a bone to pick with you about that too but we'll we'll get to that in a second
1: yeah <laughs> um the thing about the thing about the it was that it didn't stick in my brain at all like not even not even did i watch the show and totally like saw got that revealed just like anybody else i was like oh my gosh it didn't even occur to me till like, we were talking in, in the discord on, on Patreon and somebody sure. people were talking about some stuff and I was like, oh, wait a second. I knew that. I totally forgot. I knew that. Or I mm-hmm. had heard that. It's not that I knew that it's that I had heard that was, uh, um, a thing. So I don't know. But, but anyway, yeah, for all intents and purposes, the thing didn't leak. And, um, I, I'm a hundred percent with this, that I think, uh, it's, it's cool that John Favreau is talking about it as, um, like John, you were saying like the MacGuffin, uh, of the story. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Head into that. Yeah. That, it seems to me like this story is going to kind of evolve around taking care of, uh, this, this baby thing of tiny, which, you know,
0: of tiny. First off, the, the the bone picking. Last <laughs> Thursday, we had a Will of the Force. Will there be a Force-sensitive character in The Mandalorian? Lacey and I were like, nah. And you are like, yeah, I think so. But you knew this leak, so. No, because I had for, I
1: like I just explained, I'd totally forgotten about it. Like, I, I know, yeah. But we don't, also, it doesn't prove anything either because I don't know anything about that character.
0: Oh, right, hey,
2: I think he's. I hope that's assuming that because you would assume <laughs> that gotcha. a Yoda type character would be force sensitive.
1: I th- I yeah. mean, one hundred percent of the time we've seen that species, they have been.
0: Yeah. So, here's the deal. I, I I I like this as the MacGuffin. It you don't. Uh, I think I said this on the Amanda fan show. Um, our first episode, you don't tamper with the unexplored in Star Wars the big secret species in Star Wars that George is the the only thing that hasn't had uh, the secrets about revealed or history revealed without it being a big deal so this is going to be a major part of this series maybe even the entire series not just first season and uh, I could see it being a situation where this person wants it. Giancarlo Esposito pops in. He wants it. Other bounty hunters come in from other sectors and want it. Uh, you know, there's a there's this hunt for this thing. And um, it's almost like a, a rat race for this um, being for this uh, Yoda thing. Um, and, you know, people introduced things that, oh, could this be the cloner like one of our patrons? Um I don't know if they got it from somewhere else, but they had mentioned in the chat, like, look at the cloner Camino patch on that Doctor Persing's arm, uh, who was next to Werner Herzog. Uh, they are they do they want this thing to clone it for its force abilities? Like, who knows what's going to happen here? But it's a big deal, and the fact that it's John Favreau's show. People bring up Felony a lot, and I get that. This is John Favreau's show. He wrote it. He this was you know his idea, and he probably gets support from Filoni and obviously you know, maybe a blessing from George Lucas. But to me, this is Favreau's project and it's his idea. So we have to remember that. Um, as much as I like Dave Filoni, th- this is John Favreau's show. Um, so uh, I'm curious what he does with it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Obviously, we're seeing, you know, we recorded this before. We saw episode two, so who knows what happened there. But just the fact that alone they introduced this is um, sh- was shocking to me. Um, but I'm also very nervous cause I'm a dad <laughs> as a baby. So I just want to protect this little guy with all my life.
2: That guy's so. 50
0: years old, dude.
2: Are you saying John that you'd protect it at all costs?
0: I don't know. I hate that term <laughs> cause it's like one of those Twitterisms. you know,
2: you were trying so hard not to say that.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but you're right. In 50 years, he could be training Jedi because Yoda at age 100 was training Jedi. So um, they also, to, yeah, John also fast.
1: alluded that the the character right now may not look like it, but it is much smarter than it leads on. Like it right. looks like a baby, but <clears> it is very intelligent as it is right now. And I was like, so does it talk? <laughs> right. Yeah. What does it sound yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, you guys want to wrap that up for the resistance report then?
2: yes I think that's about it. it is the best thing to ever happen to me in star wars is that baby
1: Spoiler,
0: <laughs> spoiler time is over
1: spoiler time is over let's head into the scoundrels rundown lacy
2: i'm still the captain i'm just gonna keep doing she loves it <laughs> all right punch on three one two three punch punch it, it. punch it We're all off. It's just terrible.
0: I think we are right. All right.
2: <laughs> Time for the Scoundrels Rundown. So, we have some news. This Thursday, we're going to be joined by Mark Newbold from Fan the Tracks and Star Wars Insider and basically everything Star Wars, StarWars.com, your mom's Star Wars, all the Star Wars. will be joining us Thursday. <laughs> we'll be joining us Thursday. I have a feeling this going
0: to be a good episode. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, he's he's really really fun. Uh, we got to know him at Celebration, so we're excited to have him on. Um, and then after Mark returning for his third time, our first third time guest ever, our friend Clayton Sandell from ABC News will be back next Thursday, eleven twenty eight. Thanksgiving.
0: It's tha- yes. it's gonna be the Thanksgiving episode.
2: It's gonna be our thankful for Clayton episode, right? Um, People will be
1: able to get filled up and then listen to the resistance and
2: fall asleep. Hopefully, after the episode,
1: (laughs)
0: right? (laughs)
2: Like,
1: (laughs) like mid discussion.
2: I love mashed potatoes, though. Um, next episode three of our the fan. No, I'm saying a song. Uh, uh, The Mando Fan Show. I always go Fando Mando Mando Fando. The Mando Fan Show: The third episode is happening you this named Friday. It. I know I came up with the name and I can't even say it, guys. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, this Friday we'll be joined by Jonah Marie to talk about Chapter Three of The Mandalorian. She's from the Wookiee Gunner site and the Geeky, yeah, Geeky Bubble Podcast. She's awesome. She was at the screening for the the three episodes at once, two episodes. Jealous. At once. And she sat next to John Favreau's dad. Wow. So I'm interested to hear Whoa. how that went. <laughs> She'll be here Friday. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have finally recorded our commentary for The Force Awakens. The video and audio format will be up on the Patreon page soon. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. As you guys know, it's like my favorite movie ever. Um, and, we had and we're a l- really
1: close to Attack of the Clones, too. So if you we know are. somebody...
2: Attack of the Clones We're close Um But The Force Awakens It was a really good time Right guys We had fun It was a lot of fun
0: I had a good time For sure
2: And if you want to check that yeah. out You can head over to Patreon.com Slash resistance broadcast Now I'm going to Hand it over to me What?
1: Hey Look at that Whoa resistance Double Transmission. cilantro.
2: <laughs> Resistance transmissions <laughs> So Chewy Get us out of here Hey guys <laughs> I'm back again and it's time for what
0: a certain a certain section of our fans are just so happy right now,
2: guys it's me who is she it's Lacey I'm back for the next segment of resistance transmissions so how this works is every week John puts up some crazy wacky situation on Twitter And you guys give your answers. And the most creative, fun, interesting answers get read live on the show by me. I've never read these. I don't know what the scenario is. So let's get into it. All right. So (laughs) it looks like it is a caption this type scenario with George Lucas holding a Starbucks cup next to Kathleen Kennedy, who's laughing. Uh, And the caption is George Lucas rolls up to the drive through at Starbucks to order a coffee. How does he place his order? First up is Charlie Skywalker at D Blake Jr. 7. And it said, or he said, um, welcome to Starbucks. How can I help you? George, that was good, but let's try it again. This time faster and more intense.
0: <laughs> and for the record, we got like 50 faster and more intense replies. Yeah. So I could only <laughs> pick one. So you all did wonderful, but Charlie beat you to the punch.
2: I also before, love that you had. even get Go ahead, James.
1: Oh, I was going to say, before we get too into this, too, I can't even possibly imagine being like the Starbucks employee that takes the order (laughs) and hands the drink, you know what I mean? They're like, where have I heard that voice before? And then like you hand him the drink and it's like George Lucas, like,
2: (laughs) I don't
0: know, that just (laughs) is so crazy to me. They would would probably recognize the host of Catfish before they recognize George Lucas, let's be honest.
2: Probably. Maybe. Um... But yeah, so next is Mike Harris at Sky Mauler, and he said, Lucas, yes, I'd like a large coffee, sugar, no cream. Turns around and sells it for $4 billion. <laughs> 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 next up is Dekina Awakens at Dakine Awakens, and he said, George... Why would I order any more coffee when everybody yells at you all the time and says what a terrible person you are? And that's a callback mm. to that interview of why he's done with Star Wars.
0: Yes, I thought that was very clever.
2: <laughs> Next up is the Todd Alorian at Todd Knows Best, who said, George <laughs> said, Can I get a large coffee? Actually, can I change that to a large coffee with cream? actually scratch that large coffee with cream and a dash of cinnamon. I actually love cinnamon in my coffee side note. Uh, you know what? Forget all of that large coffee with cream dash of cinnamon and a sprinkle of McClunky.
0: There it is.
1: Okay. I I have a couple things (laughs) to say to this. Number one, a pinch of cinnamon, please. Uh, the other thing is I thought this was going to be a special edition joke like, it, never mind, oh, let, me yes, never mind it, yeah. let me change that. and he keeps changing it. Never well, mind, let me change that. Never mind, let me change that. I think that's what it is. It I mean, I guess is. it kind of is. Yeah. With the McClunky thing. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you.
2: <laughs> Next up is Tyler, also at Raptor Squads. That, to me, just sounds like a 90s. <laughs> Wait like, Raptor, Raptor, Raptor Squads. Hold on now, Lacey. <laughs> Can is we call it, you Mr.
0: Squads? This is what, this interests me, because I want this person to a- answer this. And uh, Is it Raptor Squads or Raptors Quads? Like their muscles. Oh, yeah, I don't know.
2: I think it's or, raptor or squads. I'm drums. picturing like raptors with sunglasses on that are like.
0: Uh, I'm picturing a, a raptor just working out their legs. Just like, Ugh.
2: <laughs> they skipped arm day.
0: <laughs> they skipped arm day. That's a day. dinosaur yeah,
2: joke for all those people that know the anatomy of a dinosaur. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> Good one. Next oh. is. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't read wait, what his thing squad. was.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Wow, you skipped right over him <laughs>
2: Sorry, Raptor squads uh, he, The,
0: the Raptor skipped arm day and you just skipped his tweet
2: <laughs> I did Okay, Barista, may I take your order? George, black coffee please Barista, great choice, it's a classic George, yeah it is But you know what would be What would really be great? If we got to see the coffee beans journey To becoming this cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool uh, if a giant coffee
1: bean <laughs> walks in front of the screen right ronto uh, coffee geez. yeah
2: next is jim corbett at j corb three tt 83 who said yes hi thank you i would like a solo shot of espresso and then a large black coffee no i'm sorry coffee second solo shot first <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a that is good well That's a good done one. Yeah. Jim yes
2: and then last but not least is Alex Backus at Alex underscore Backus who said coffee go. is for 12 year olds throws it back <laughs> into the drive-thru window
0: <laughs> oh, oh boy
2: <laughs> ah.
0: I saw that guy in a car commercial
2: yeah he was in a car commercial I saw that before he even said that online like I, I was watching TV and he was on it and I was like wait a second
0: did you recognize him?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. I don't know
0: if I I don't know if I would have. I wouldn't I wouldn't have put it together. I don't but um, I barely know that's Keenan Thompson.
2: I'm not <laughs>
0: That's true. I thought it was Kel.
2: I don't <laughs> want to sound like, oh yeah. of course I knew, but like I'm just really good with facial recognition. Like I know people very well. Right. right. Um, but guys, thank you so much for your answers. If you want to be on the show, which is normally on Thursdays, uh, you can look for the scenario on Twitter, which is at RBATSWNN, and then give us your answers. And you could be on the show and we could talk about your handle. Like, is it Raptor Quads or Raptor Squads? Let us know in the comments. John, right. back yep. to you.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Lacey, James. Wonderful. Good stuff. Uh, everyone watching and listening, uh, you probably already are, but if you're not, make sure you are subscribed to the Resistance Broadcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and, of course, the Star Wars, News Net, Star Wars News Net YouTube channel, where we not only have our podcast twice a week, we have the Mando Fan Show every Friday or maybe Saturday, depending on when we get it out, uh, James's book discussions with Kyle Larson, my rumor reviews, Lacey's doing unboxing videos. We have a lot of content, uh, and we're just growing that channel as much as we can, so we appreciate it if you don't mind subscribing and also telling people about it. Uh, we, we're we doing our best to try to grow that channel and get in that YouTube algorithm to uh, beat some of the nonsense out there in Star Wars YouTube to the punch. But we appreciate all of your support. And of course, uh, speaking of your support, uh, we have to thank Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, So make sure you're always heading to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And uh, our patrons, Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. If you haven't checked it out yet and you are a fan of TRB and you can't get enough of the three of us, I mean, come on, head there. Uh, We have five tiers starting at $2 a month for page access. We just did a relaunch about a week or two ago. Uh, new tier structures new content you get eight many episodes a week q a's every month new commentaries all the time a discord server with 15 plus chat rooms aka channels they call them i guess it's a great time so at least check out the page see what tier works for you and sign up Uh, we really appreciate the support because it helps us do a lot of these new additional videos and shows and increase our quality uh, attend events and all that sort of thing so we appreciate that and I do need to say a special thank you to our uh, patron generals. That is uh, Carmelo, who um, you will see on Thursday's Padres. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Chalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, JG Cars, Seth Keim. And Val Trichkoff. Thank you so much, Generals. We appreciate all of your support. And the last thing, guys, T Public. We now have Ugnolty shirts available, designed by James on the site, tpublic.com user slash resistance broadcast. You can pick up your TRB swag there. And, and if you haven't gotten your make solo two happen shirt yet, guys, what are you waiting for? Come on. Join the movement. Go there, pick up your shirt. There's always sales too, so maybe wait for a sale. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at Star Wars News Net. James uh, Always on Twitter And sometimes Instagram
1: But either way both At Myra Trunks
0: Still looking for the James Bainey one day Yeah
2: that guy mm-hmm. still tweets Every once in a while
0: Annoying, Lacey
2: You can find me probably drinking Starbucks At Lacey Gillaran On Twitter and Instagram
0: And going just ultra viral Oh
2: man <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh. Is this episode over?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is now. Guys, we hope you enjoy your week. Uh, We're going to see you on Thursday morning. Uh, Like Alicia said before, we'll be joined by Mark Newbold from Phanthatrack. So we're excited about that. We're going to talk about uh, saying goodbye to the legacy actors of Star Wars. But now we're going to say goodbye to you for now. So we'll see you guys on Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance broadcast. And we'll see you around, kids.
2: Bye.